action sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to, and to invite others to live it. Uh, before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. There are two easy ways to do that. You can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet us at sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition. Again, SFDiocese, hashtag Ignition. Uh, we are without our regular guest, co- regular co-host this week, uh, Father Andrew Dickinson, who continues to direct men at Broomtree, or people at Broomtree Retreat Center during a 30-day. Uh, so we have, again, uh, for the, the second week in a row, Mr. Joe Rutten from the Cathedral of St. Joseph. Hi, Joe. How are we doing, Chris? Doing well, thanks. So, Joe, um, and listeners, actually, uh, Joe and I spent some time last week talking about how where he how he got to where he is working for the Cathedral of St. Joseph, um, involved with the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity and the, the conference that they're going to be putting on this summer. And, and we're going to talk more about the fraternity and the conference in today's episode. But we spent some time last week, Joe, talking about your past. Um, and, and if people are interested in hearing more, they can go online to the archives at sfcatholic.org slash media audio files. You can find past ep- episodes of Ignition there or uh, the other way. We're online. Uh, you can find last week's episode, but maybe just that'd be helpful, Joe, for those who didn't catch last week's episode, just a quick recap about who you are. Yeah. Um, Joe Rutten. And actually I didn't mention last week, maybe the most important about me thing about me uh, in regard to my vocation. I was in seminary and discerned out, and I did get married to a wonderful lady here in Sioux Falls, Laura Rutten, uh, Laura Cheddar, and uh, we have a one three-year-old, well, soon-to-be three-year-old, Leo, and he was born on the 4th of July, so that was pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know if there could be a better birthday, right? Every uh, Until you're probably 12, you think the party's for you. (laughs) <laughs> your brother paul might have a better one well the only downfall of having christmas as your birthday is you have to be a priest <laughs> or maybe not <laughs> so he was born on christmas and became a priest obviously yes. there's a little connection there um but is the whole presence deal because yeah. you, you know it's yeah, a little exactly. tough when you got to wait another whole year uh, yeah three right. leo's got it pretty sweet it's almost six yeah, months gets, yeah, yeah half and half you know yeah. you get a nice yeah. little every six months you get a little party with presents right <laughs> it's all about the gifts until exactly. you're a certain age um so yeah so laura what age and, is that uh, by the way when, do, when that, does that <laughs> that probably comes with virtue so <laughs> i don't know um but my wonderful wife laura and i live here in town and she's from here as well and so it's uh it's been a great blessing i'm, I'm really really very blessed with my wife, she was a convert to the faith. She actually took my adult courses that we talked about last okay. week. Yep. And in doing so, um, decided that uh, the, the truth of the Catholic faith was something that she she wanted to embrace. And so I was very blessed. Um, yeah, so with that, that's uh, my my wife and our, my family. And then uh, I, I work at the cathedral here for the past three years as the director of faith formation and am the executive director of the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity, which was started out of a need uh, for uh, a new mode and a new model of men's ministry here in Sioux Falls, as well as the coupling of it with 
uh, a formation and integration program for faith and business. So, and we talked last week a little bit at the end of last week's um, episode about um, how the, the genius of it to me that really trying to integrate our Catholic faith into, in, in, in the case of the, the participants, their Catholic faith into their lives, particularly as leaders in business. But I thought mm-hmm. maybe a way, uh, a good way to to get into more about the, what the fraternity is about is maybe just, um, and, and roll with me, because yep. the, the four words, C-M-B-F, Catholic Men's Business Fraternity. Yep. Maybe just start by taking those apart breaking and talking, apart. yeah, breaking those down, and, and their, each the relevance of each of those words to what this organization is about. So Catholic, when we speak of what we're trying to do here is we're we're trying to provide an encounter with Jesus Christ, and we're trying to do so specifically through the Catholic faith. And so you could, you could have a Christian business fraternity, you, you could have other kinds of business fraternities, but we specifically wanted to provide an integration of the wisdom and truth of the Catholic faith into work and daily life. The men's side of it, we, out of a desire for... Wait, actually, before you... Yep. So, um, do you have to be Catholic to be part of the fraternity? You have to be Catholic to be a part of the fraternity. Um, I'm sure that if there was somebody that wasn't and thought this was for them, that eventually it was something maybe that was leading them toward the Catholic faith. If somebody wanted to be... A, anybody could be a part of the fraternity, to be honest with you. Um, if they didn't have a desire, though, for the Catholic faith, they might find that the fraternity itself wasn't offering right. exactly what they wanted. And from that, I would mean the liturgical component, uh, the pillars of the catechism, if you will. You know, the doctrine, the teachings of the fraternity are going to be from the the Catholic faith. The uh, liturgy is going to be, uh, sacraments are going to be out of the Catholic faith. And so it's really at its, at its ethos, at its heartbeat, it's Catholic in its way of living and breathing. And so if a person wasn't Catholic— um, typically, they probably don't wouldn't find interest, and if they did, it might be something that would bring them to the Catholic faith. Right. So, sure, this could be a means of instrument of conversion if somebody thought so. Uh, but typically, our target audience is Catholic. Okay. So, Catholic men's the men's side comes out of that need where you know the men and women were created complementary, and it's it's difficult in our day and age to really with the secularism of our society. Um, where everybody's just the same and it doesn't really matter if you're a man or a woman. The Catholic Church is kind of one of the institutions saying, well, wait a minute here. Men and women are different, and they're different in more ways than simply biological. Also in teaching and in education, you find out that there's different learning styles and that men, you know, boys and girls are different. And so out of this desire to try and find an answer for men in faith and a new approach I thought to myself, you know what? Typically, most men's problems are they want to solve the problem. They want to fix the problem right. that their spouse has or that they encounter. And that's a part of their makeup of who they are as a man. And I thought, well, you know what? It's it's through work maybe that we can encounter men in a new way. If we can help them find meaning and value through what they do, maybe we can help find a new conduit for them back to a new practice of their Catholic faith. And I always thought that kind of what my observation was, was we stood up at the church and we said, where are all the men at? And they're not in the pews and, and, you know, you need to be there. And well, wait a minute, 
Pope Francis said that we're supposed to go out into the world. The popes, the church calls us to go out into the world. So if we're standing up here in church saying, how come the men aren't here? There's two problems. One, the men aren't there. And two, we're not going to get them. Right. And so the objective there is to go try and help men find more their meaning and value in their faith through integrating it into what they do on a daily basis in their work. And because men and women are different, if you will, um, I've found that in coaching and teaching and, and that men do better when they're in a group with each other. They are, they find it bet they're able to do faith formation and, and practice the faith in a way that's more, um, more likened to men. Right. And so that, if you will, the garage hanging out in the garage type of a thing, men are more likely to do that. If you have a barbecue and you have a beer or a cigar or you're hanging out in the garage, you know what? You can get a good little formation group of men together to do that. Just like ladies might like to have their book club. If you, if you started a book club, you're going to struggle to get men at it. Right. You might get one or two, but you're going to, if you started a book club, you're going to get lots of ladies at it. That's because we're different. Right. And so what my objective was, was to try and find a new way to do men's formation instead of just saying at church, Hey, come to this meeting I'm having or this group I have, or trying to help them do it through the integration of their faith and work. And on that note, I do think it's important that our programming will provide outreach to the whole Catholic business community. So our annual conference this summer is for Catholic men and women in business and other programmings and things that we'll provide will be for everybody. We'll have events for men only uh, as well, but I believe that out there somewhere is the St. Teresa of Avila of the men's business fraternity. St. Teresa of Avila and St. John of the Cross reformed the Carmelite religious order, and they did it uh, together as a brother and sister effort. And I believe that there can be a Catholic women's business fraternity, sorority, sorority that would couple along with and be side by side with the fraternity, and that together we would provide individual formation for men and women in business, and then we would come together and yoke for these larger outreach programs right. that we could offer together. So if anybody's listening and you're saying, well, how come they don't provide something for women? Well, because we're not ladies and we want to provide a program for men in, in faith formation, but because we actually believe that there is a role and there is a place for a women's business sorority, but we're just praying and asking the Lord, uh, you know, to call forth whoever it might be that would be interested in, in trying to start up a sister organization. Gotcha. Cool. So Catholic men's, and we've alluded to, spoken, use the business, yep. but talk more about that particular focus and what that means. Business really, um, you know, it, it's interchangeable with work. Uh, but when we speak to business, we're talking about a career or a vocation in which uh, people work in the society and they, they build in the society and they create in the society industries and economies and wealth and these types of, they create employment opportunities. And so business is very broad, but I think that it generally speaking could be interchangeable with work. Okay. When I speak of business communities, I speak of things like agriculture and farming in South Dakota. The largest agriculture is the largest economy we have. And so, so that uh, your farmer is a business leader. He's, he's the owner of his own corporation. Right. And, and so, so it's not just your typical downtown white suit tie type of a person, although that is included, your bankers and, 
and your traditional business, I like to call it, your traditional business person. But it's the full gamut, seed caps and cowboy hats. You know, I got a brother that's a construction worker, a brother-in-law that's a, a business owner, these types of things. You know what? And they don't wear a suit and tie to work, but they're business people. And they can, they would, I think they're the perfect person for this type of an operation or this new mode of new, the new evangelization where we go to them and we say, you know what, how can we help you do church better? And well, let's do it by trying to help you find meaning and value in what you do on a daily basis in your work. So when we speak to business, I think business and work are interchangeable. To some degree, we're talking about a people that work in, um, in, a, in a capacity within our communities that creates an environment or engages other people in labor. So Say more about that. What do you mean by that? Well, I think that when we look at, at business, I think that we have a tendency to, to either make it elitist, it's only business owners or business leaders, or we put it down on the bottom and we say, well, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just the teller at the bank. I'm right. not really a business person. I'm just a teller. Well, I think business is about interaction. Okay. It's, 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 about, it's about a relationship with another person where you have something that they desire and there's an exchange of goods. Okay. And that can happen anywhere. That happens with the janitors. That happens with 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 anybody that's in a, in a service industry. That happens when you when you uh, go to get lunch. That happens at restaurants. These are all people that are in business because there's an exchange of goods going on. They have something that you desire that you that they place a value on that you're willing to pay for. And that's an that's an interaction. That's business. So I think maybe in a, this is. In- important point to make so catholic men's business fraternity the business being in the title uh it doesn't limit really who can participate it's more describing the 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 focus of the fraternity in bringing faith to bear on work in a particular way so it's not you know like i think the bank teller is a perfect example one person well that's sort of you know like not the owner of the bank not the loan officer of the bank your point is they're involved in business as well. Absolutely. So, so it's not saying you have to be at a certain rung in the organization. No. It's more when we come together in this, we're looking in a particular way at how our Catholic faith as men impacts our work. Yeah, absolutely. And and when you look at this, we met with uh, a marketer, somebody from a, um, from one of the production companies in town, and two things. One. Um, he didn't see himself as a target of this particular group because he didn't see himself really as much as being in business, but he didn't see himself as old enough. Ah. He thought he was too, too, you know, he was in, I believe, his upper 20s. And, well, that's not really for me. That's for the older. That's for people that are in business. And right. he didn't see himself in that. Well, this is this is for everybody that's in, to some degree, that's in the, the field of an exchange of goods that's in work and labor. And so, yeah, I think that you're right. What we don't want to do is limit it necessarily to to any industry or things like this or position or level. And there are those groups, Legatus and others, where you know you have to be the CEO, you have to have a certain title, you have to have a certain income in order to be a part of. That's not what we're seeking to do. We're seeking to provide a new means by which people can find meaning and value in their work. And in order to do that, what I what we realize the Catholic Church has the source that they need to find meaning and value in their work. Right. It's called their it's social teaching. Right. Their principles of social teaching, dignity, value, responsibility, rights, um, all of these types of things. And the key that you had mentioned, Chris, 
And uh, uh, Dr. Naughton, a, a great professor of business ethics up at St. Thomas, has said, and it's one of the key problems with our, our society today, is integration. How do we integrate our faith into what we do on a daily basis? And I always say, how do we take Sunday into Monday? Right. And that, for me, is what we're seeking to do. Anybody that seeks to try to find ways in which they can find meaning and value in what they do on a daily basis and to bring Sunday into Monday, we probably have some sort of a program over the course of the year that you're going to find interesting and you're going to want to be a part of. And the first one's that Faith and Business Conference this summer. Right. So before we get into that, the last word, fraternity. Yep. So why why did you pick you could uh, organization, group, Boy, you could have chosen all sorts of different words to describe, to name this body. Why fraternity? Because at the core of it um, was my desire to provide a means for men to try and engage faith in a new way and in a different way. And being a coach for 10 years and being a teacher, um, I called it the locker room mentality. Boys, guys, you know, that we love the pack mentality. And that's a part of really, I believe who we are as guys right. is, is that's kind of in our nature. And so, like I said, with the ladies in the book club, you might get one or two guys to go to a book club and that's, that's awesome. But if you want to get guys together to do formation, I thought that it needed to be in this model or mode of, of the locker room or the garage. And how can we bring guys together and make something that's attractive to them? Right. And what I found is we're often trying to tell them what they're supposed to like. Right. And instead saying, what is it that they like? Well, you know what? They like hanging out together. They like being in a garage together. They like athletics to the, the locker room. Let's do that. Let's do a fraternity. Right. Let's name it a fraternity. And that's something that, you know what? A lot of people are familiar with through their college days. They know what a fraternity is. They're going to get together, except for a fraternity has like-minded individuals a part of it. And we're going to have a fraternity this time that's based on principles of the Catholic faith and seek that seeks to integrate uh, the principles of their faith into what they do on a daily basis. And at its core for men, but from there providing a larger programming and outreach for Catholic men and women, and even Christians that might be interested in our larger uh, diocese and Christian community. So we got about eight minutes left. Is there anything else about the fraternity you want to talk about before we get to this conference this summer? Um, we've there's there's been a core group of guys um the 12 apostles there's 11 of us right now but uh the 12 apostles kind of meeting and forming for three years before we actually rolled out and really did anything right and i'm extremely grateful for for their gift and stewardship as business leaders and men in the faith for that and we've had a couple of breakfasts and now we're really just going to get ready to gear up for this upcoming conference but what we hope to do is to provide membership eventually down the road and that this would be something that uh, in next fall after the conference that people would be able to sign up for and would be able to become members of. But w we hope to provide a different programming um, outside of just simply saying, I got a Wednesday night church program that right. I'm going to put together or a Friday morning uh, men's group or thinking differently outside of the box where we can really help men get serious about integrating their faith into their work, but really in, in integrating their whole lives. I think that we use the word balance and I don't really like the word balance because that means somehow that if I'm balancing my fit, my uh -huh. vocation at home and in my career, if I'm going to, if I'm going to give one 
emphasis, then there's a, a lack yep. of emphasis on the other. And that's yep. not true. That, right. That's not. And so then what guys do and, and everybody does in work is we begin to balance and say, oh, well, in order for me to be more successful at home with my marriage, I need to do less work. Right. Well, let's step back and say really what it's about is are we living integrated lives? Right. So, uh, it, and really a key thing that you're trying to do with the fraternity is take that, you were, the, the church's social teaching mm-hmm. um, and, and really breathe that in. We don't have time to explain what that means. Maybe we'll do that in a future episode. Sure. Um, but really, again, that gets to the, the business, so how our faith impacts our work in a particular way, because there's a rich body of Catholic teaching that addresses that. Yeah, and there's all kinds. I mean, down the road, Chris, I'd love to come on more. Even something as simple as talking about the benefit and value of capitalist system, right. a free market system, right. and what that means. And I think that our whole community men, women, children can all benefit from a, a more robust discussion about the role of economy in our society right. today, especially a place like Sioux Falls. I mean, I just heard they're putting up a $130 million uh, complex downtown between right. on Phillips Avenue. These are, we are about, we're exploding. And I think there's value for the, for us as Catholics to offer our social teaching and the ability to to reflect upon its principles as we grow as a whole faithful community so that we grow in the best and most healthy manner possible. And Chris, the best example of that is in the midst of all this wealth and this growth and this explosion of Sioux Falls that we're experiencing and our larger diocese for that matter, what do we do in Sioux Falls? But we have an ecumenical effort that comes together to build a $4.5 million shelter and transition place for families and those in need in our community. Chris, that's beautiful. Right. That's the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House. Amen. So let's spend a few minutes here at the end of the of today's episode, Joe, talking about the 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 Faith and Business Conference coming up. Uh, you mentioned last episode, this is sort of a, a precursor, if you will, to the legacy event that the diocese is, is celebrating on the weekend of August 14th, 15th, and 16th um, here this summer. Um, and on Friday, uh, the, there are a, a few different end services, but one of the major events is this Faith and Business Conference. So, so tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so we'll kick off Friday, uh, August 14th at 11 o'clock with Mass with a bunch of other tracks. Teachers are getting together, priests. Um, we're going to have a business uh, conference, and they're going to get together. We're all going to have Mass at 11, and then we're going to have lunch. Lunch is provided with your registration for the for the Catholic Business Conference. And that lunch, we're just really, really blessed and privileged that Archbishop Carlson uh has agreed and is able to give us a lunch and reflection on faith and work, faith and business. And so he'll give a a 15 minute lunch and reflection from there. We'll flow into our main keynotes. We have two tremendous speakers uh, coming. One father, Robert Sirico, who is a pastor out in Grand Rapids, Michigan, but he's the founder of Acton Institute and Acton's kind of a political uh, economic and religious think tank. So they try and find a way to bring all of these components of our society together in a way which produces the most uh, healthy and flourishing societies. So Father Sirico is going to come in and he's going to kind of kick the whole thing off for us and he's going to help kind of lay the platform for the human person and what work means to us. And then we got uh, uh, Dr. Owen Phelps, who's the founder of the Yeshua International Catholic Leadership Institute, and he's going to come in and he's going to talk to us about how it is that we can lead like Jesus. Okay. And he has three S's that he throws in there. Uh, servant, that it's not about me. Steward, that what I have isn't mine, that it's actually a gift from God, and therefore I'm called to to steward that in relationship to others around okay. me. 
So I can't hoard. It's it's an anti-ego, anti-selfish mentality. And then shepherd that people are precious and we're called to lay down our lives for other people. Right. Whether and and that's for whatever we do in our in our vocation or in our job. And so and then uh, we'll have uh, Father Sirico end with the 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 final keynote, and he's just going to kind of wrap the whole thing up. But I'm telling you, you got to come and you got to listen to these speakers, Father Sirico. I've been to his conference uh, uh, six times. Every time he talks, he's just spellbinding. He's engaging. He's he's passionate, and he can he will help bring our community to a place where we can see the real need that exists for us in our community and in our faith to do faith differently. Meaning to take faith from Sunday into Monday to our work to what we do. Why politics matters. Why is, uh, all these things matter. We don't want to be ideological. This is not about being Democrat. It's not about being Republican. This is about how can we create a just and flourishing society. Father Sirico is going to be fantastic. Dr. Owen Phelps, I've talked to him a number of times, and I really think that he's going to have a, his message brings such clarity. How can I simply lead like Jesus? And whatever it is that I do, so simple lead like Jesus. There's a guy by the name of Ken Blanchard who's in the, yep. uh, just everybody knows who Ken is. Well, well, well what's, what, he's got a well-known book. Yeah. One Minute Managers, yeah. his yeah. his well-known book, and he kind of, Christians and Business is kind of his field. And uh, he's just a, a tremendously well-influential person in the, in the Christian business community. Dr. Owen Phelps teamed up with him to provide a Catholic vision for that Christian leadership. So lead like Jesus through the Catholic model where you have liturgy integrated into it, the sacraments integrated into this formative programming of leading like Jesus. And so instead of just servant leadership, uh, Dr. Owen Phelps has add steward, added stewardship and being a shepherd. Right. And so I think his message is going to be tremendous. And then we'll wrap it up with a little social for an hour from 4.30 to 5.30 for everybody to mingle and kind of share you know, their experience that they had for this first annual Faith and Business Conference at the Convention Center uh, on August 14th. So the, and the um, first annual, so this is a, 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 a one-day, at this point, yep. one-day conference that you hope to have on an annual basis. Yeah, we hope to have on an annual basis. I'm already in the process of working on 2016 and getting some dates and getting the speakers lined up for that. So I believe that our community um, will will is really thirsting for this. I believe it's a product, it's a it's a an opportunity that we have here to do something on a grand scale. You know, I think back to even like the, the, the Sanford center that the premier center that we just built, you know, how long did uh, Sioux city and Fargo have their, their big, their big places for so long. And we kind of wait, wait, wait. And right. I, I'm thinking, you know what, we're the tip of the spear. Let's get out in front of this. Let's be the model. Let's be on the forefront. And I'm just happy to say every time we talk to somebody about what we got going on, people are really excited. They're excited about the fraternity. They're excited about the conference. And we just look forward to having as many people as are able to join us on August 14th at the convention center as a part of the first annual Faith and Business Conference, A Higher Calling. Great. Thanks so much, Joe. Thank you, Chris. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org if you have any questions about anything that Joe's spoken about. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. 
Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.